For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Believe in the Arizona Cardinals. It is the Arizona Cardinals podcast that is brought to you by the one and only Ed Easy Smith and his faithful sidekick. I guess I'm the Robin to your Batman. My name is Javon J. Love Adams. I am just a dude that likes to talk a lot of mess and maybe talk about the our local uh, our local football team. But my man Ed Smith, he played not only professional baseball, he could hit that uh, fastball and he, he was fast. He could even steal an occasional base or two. But he also is... He also played in the National Football League. He is vested, and I'm not trying to say like Vesta, congratulations, but we I guess we should say congratulations because he is vested. But so how are you doing, man? Man, hanging in there. I'm not quite as excited as everybody else is about the schedule coming Good out. Man, I, I saw some people, man. I was like, damn, they need to back that uh, caffeine down a little bit. You can, here's the crazy part, Jay. <laughs> we already knew all the matchups. All yeah. they did was give us the dates. So it wasn't like they unveiled, like, these are our ma- – I mean, it was like we've known for months now who the Cardinals are playing. We just got the actual dates, you know, and you, you know, throwing whoever your team is or your, who you follow. But, man, there was some people that was hyped. hyped. It was- Tell me about it. Good Lord, it's crazy. And so one of the things that's interesting about it is the Vegas or if you – however you get your maybe uh, uh, wagering on, when these – when the schedule comes out and then all of a sudden people are – maybe they're a little bit more excited than they typically would be. And so they go to different places where they can maybe uh, put a few shekels down. And so bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Bet online has you covered for all the news scores and odds It's the best way to place your bets and it's free to sign up. So head to the website betonline.ag or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Again, that's bet online, your online sports book experts believe in the Arizona Cardinals so that this is one of those this is one of those uh those shows where I mean it it just sets itself up so we gonna go and do this uh this exercise of going through the looking at the schedule and say win loss win loss as a lot of people are saying it's the way too early uh prognostication when it comes to records I will say this though we did last season when we did this exercise here we we did again we're 
we we were thinking that there was a range in terms of where the Cardinals would lie. And we said that on the upper, you know, essentially it was seven wins that I think we both kind of settled in at and said, if everything, if everything uh, fell right for them, maybe eight, nine wins cap. And so they, they came in right about what we thought that they would. So it was going to be interesting to see as we looked at the schedule to see what your thoughts are on that. But, uh, but after we get through that, there's a uh, a gentleman that's going to try to be playing your position because my man Ed Smith played tight end in the National Football League, and so there's a gentleman that says that I could call up my homies when your home when the homies call, as Tupac would say, and be able to get an opportunity. So I want to talk to you about that a little bit later. But first off, let's look at the schedule, man. Anything jump out to you except that we're playing goodness every season it seems like we're playing the the doggone Detroit Lions it just ain't, I don't understand. ain't that the truth <laughs> and just to take a step back Jay you mentioned how last year and I think it was closer toward the season because obviously we went through the whole um COVID thing last year and we we finally got through that and then they had to you know basically shorten uh preseason all that kind of stuff but we we did we called out both of us we were right in a seven win range and boy did we take a beating Good from Lord. i mean i mean you would have thought we slapped somebody's mama we you know we <laughs> try to keep it real and we called it how we thought it and lo and behold they ended up eight and eight even after that six and three start everybody you know want to throw shade our way how can you believe in the cardinals y'all, <laughs> i'm like look we believe that they're going to be what we thought they are, right? Okay. Yes. So in saying that, we're going to be taking a look at this schedule. You asked me a couple of things that might jump out of me right away. One being, yeah, we seem to always play the Lions. We might as well be in their division. That's why. You know, uh, the other thing, man, get ready. Sub, uh, uh, Sunday, September 19th, we're going to go watch them Vikings, bro. Oh, nephew. Right? So you, you better mark that one on your calendar, right? That's what's up. That's what's up. <laughs> then the other thing, and we'll go down the, the matchups and everything, maybe it depends on how you want to do it, but man, a bye week in week 12? Yeah, your uh, thoughts on that. So let's go with that. Uh, For those who didn't catch that, when you, why would why would, Ed, why would Ed mention the Vikings? Because his nephew is a tight end on the Vikings, on the Minnesota Vikings. So that's why he is a proud, uh, proud uncle for sure. But the bye week in week 12, is good, bad? What do you think about it? Is that uh, too late? That, is it perfect? For for any for any player, they will tell you that's way too far into the season. And I know this is a seventeen week season this year. Yeah. Basically it's it's seventeen games with eighteen weeks. But to toss that by week and week eleven, bruh, I mean or after week eleven. So you're gonna have to get eleven regular season games in before you finally get your break. Yeah. And it I mean, it could go one or two ways, man. By the time you get to it, you're so beat down and 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 sore and everything like that that the the stretch you 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 don't even know how much you got left for the stretch run you know those last five weeks but for me a, a perfect bye week is in those first you know six to seven weeks you know so you're looking at the cardinals who are going to have to stretch it out an additional three or so and i we'll have to look at the you know the overall schedule for all the teams but that's got to be near the end of bye weeks maybe because you're going into the following week you're going into december you know so you're talking about you know, there can only be a couple teams left with a bye right. after, you know, this. you get to December 5th and beyond. Uh, and like I said, maybe with the additional uh, game, we'll see that that's not the case. Maybe they're spreading them out even more. But I'll be honest with you, man, that is a long – I guarantee you, when the Cardinals looked at that, I, the first thing that came on, they, they went week 12. Damn. 
And then, <laughs> right, right. And here's the here's the flip side. I've been there on the flip side before. When I remember my second year in Atlanta. We had our bye week after the third week. So in week four, we had a bye. And that was kind of one of those week four. You're not even tired enough for a bye. And yeah. then you look up, and after your bye week, man, you got 12 straight or whatever it is left to go. So yeah. the teams who are right in the middle or close to the middle, you know, week seven, eight, nine, those teams are exactly where they want to be. Anybody who's too close to the front and too far to the back end of it, like the Cardinals appear to be. Like I said, that was one of those things when I saw it, I was just like, whoa, that makes for a long, a long first uh, 11 weeks of the season. Indeed. So one of the things that stuck out to me was, I mean, it starting in Tennessee, whatever it, it's the it's the kind of it's not as backloaded as I thought it would be with the with the last six weeks you play L.A. and you play Seattle so it's not as backloaded with with your own uh, with your own uh, division so that's some so that's something that jumped out at me but aside from that Green Bay we don't here's the thing here here's the thing you people talk about the strength of schedule and this, that, and the other. I want you to think about this though. There, the teams that there's always a team or two there's that overperforms based upon what, whatever the expect expectation is or the prognostication. And then those that underperform because you don't know about, of course we, you can't predict injury, all those, all those things. You can't predict somebody making that, taking that jump in terms of their awareness or maybe um, that contract year that really gets them to, to, to step out and, and do some amazing things. It, so it's hard to be able to say when you look at the Browns, the Browns, for example, they, they did a, they, they performed pretty well last season, but do you expect that they'll do the same? You look at San Francisco, San Francisco's well coached. And so you expect that because they're well coached that they'll do a great job, but they'll probably have a rookie playing at some point because how, how short will that leech that leash for Garoppolo be when they have a rookie that's in the wings? How is that going to be? You know, so there's so many different moving parts and for the life of me, and you probably know this, who the hell is the quarterback for the Carolina Panthers? Because I know it's not Teddy two gloves, right? So who, who is the, who's the quarterback? They went out and got uh, Sam Donald. That's right. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was thinking I should know this and <laughs> escape me, but I'll, I'll give you my thoughts real quick. So eight and nine is what I is what I'm thinking. Eight and nine, and and yeah, eight and nine, eight wins. What do you think, bro? Oh, you, am I too people, optimistic? No, for people who can't see us because we're doing this <laughs> and we're we're looking at each other right now because we're doing the Zoom, right? Yeah, yeah, bro. We are right here. Really? Okay. Bruh. I, what I did, because I, you know, I was one of those people. Now, let me give you a scenario. That yesterday when they were getting ready to release the schedule, because there's already a lot of hype leading up to, wow, they released week one. And, you know, and so everybody was going through the, uh, they've already released the betting odds for the week one, because that was an early release. And then everybody's all frantic about what's the rest of the season going to look like. Man, I recorded it on NFL Network and a couple other spots, because I was like, let me take a quick peek, you know. Within the first two or three minutes of watching the show on NFL Network, I was like, I can't watch this. I was like, they're going to sit here. You would have thought we were getting ready for week one next week because yeah, they're, they're so excited about the matchups. And look at this. And these guys are playing in week four against these. So I, all I wanted to see, bro, was just unleash it. Like, you know, when they do the yeah. you know, the uh, March Madness, when they show you the reasons. Yeah. Hey, bro, just give us the reasons. That's all I want to see. So I didn't even have a chance to look at 
the overall schedule till just a little bit ago. And what I did, and when I say a little bit ago, a little bit ago before we got here to start doing our show, that's how that's how important it is to me, right? Right, right. I got you, man. I got you. So in doing that, I just did a little checklist. I said, on this side, I'm going to put some wins. On this side, I'm going to put some losses. Yep. So I'm marking my little paper, and I'm going down. I was like, and I'll be quite honest with you, bro. At Tennessee is, I mean, that's right out the box. And we all know Tennessee have been a playoff team the last couple of years. They're, yes. They've used their running game to the best of their ability. And they've done really well in terms of kind of establishing what their 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 I guess MO, how they basically gonna beat you up with Henry and you know figure it out on the other side. But I'm looking at this schedule. Minnesota coming in here after that. You might have rookie quarterback over there in Jacksonville, but then you got at Rams and San Francisco. There's a distinct possibility that this team could go in it, after their first five games, they could be one and four, two and three. Yeah. And yeah. And then from there, I just kind of kept going down the list. But I came up with the exact same number as you, and I was being generous in a couple of spots because, as you mentioned, we don't, and and that's why making predictions this far out is kind of a well, they, they that one term they always use. It's a exercise in futility, or basically yes, whatever, right? Yes, sir. Yes. Because who knows? You got to factor in injuries, um, everything that comes along with you know maybe a holdout here or whatever it is. Uh, we don't know what some of these teams are going to look like as far as their coaching, uh, meaning rookie co- coaches getting their first lick, some quarterbacks, you know, shuffling and stuff like that. Like you mentioned, Sam Darnold over there and Castle. All these things we're just kind of guessing at, right? right? I will tell you this much. That schedule is not an easy schedule. And yeah. eight and nine, what I'm worried about is people are going to be very harsh on this team because of the way they teased them last year, yep. that six and three start. We all know the clock is ticking on Kime and on Kingsbury, right? Yes. So you would think you would you, you would think. think you would think. Here's a here's the thing, Jay. You know how high they were after the six and three start last year, five and two, you know all that kind of stuff. And like we already started basically getting our playoff tickets. How <laughs> down on this team do you think they would be if they came out of the box with a two and three or one and four start? Which is you look at that first five games that's a distinct possibility and then from there like i said they might be climbing uphill the entire way and to 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 fight to get the eight nine nine and eight whatever it is and is that good enough to get into the playoffs we don't know that but we're me and you we're right here dog we're right here because i don't have them i have them if you can see you see my face and when i say i have them and then i'm look man it's possible that it's going to be a difficult proposition for them because I was going to say, I have them four and two out of the gate and blah, blah, blah. And they lose <laughs> their next yada, yada, yada. But there are certain things that are interesting. There are a couple of things that are interesting to me uh, taking it to the next level. They play the Cowboys in the preseason and then they play them again in week 17. I don't think that there's going to be a lot. There's no, there's going to be no carryover, but that just seems odd because it's going to be game one of the preseason. So they're not going to, they're the if anybody sees the field, it'll be for a series. If the starters they'll see the the field for a series, but but what's interesting is when you have there when you look at the when December hits, you know. So they're going to Chicago, I believe. Yeah, they're going to Chicago on December fifth. So that's going to be interesting. Uh, they when they're going back east, they're they're playing in domes. Aside from when they go to the last game of the season, when they're in um, 
Seattle. When they go to Seattle. But aside from that, I don't think that there should be very many concerns when it comes to weather at all. So that's not going to be an excuse at all. That's something that you can glean from it based upon the time of year. You're going to Cleveland in October. That shouldn't be a big issue either. The wind should probably be an issue for that December 5th game for Chicago. We know about the way, I mean, you, we, you talk about it all the time, the Hawk. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> so, uh, you know, aside from that, eight and nine, if everything falls right, maybe 10. Is that going to, the the big question is, is that going to satisfy these people who are really hungry out here? Uh, especially, like I said, the biggest, the, the tease of last year. Right. And yeah. now, you know, we're looking at like the, the trajectory. Nobody wants it flatlining, right? Meaning, the, it, in my opinion, it'll be totally unacceptable by a lot of fans out here if they equal last season's record. You know, both you and I, after the the season before, prior to this last one, you know, we thought, hey, they, had, they were 5-11. and 11. If they get the 7-8 wins, that's an improvement. You know, so let's take the baby steps. We saw that eight, even 8-8 eight and eight wasn't enough for those rabid fans because, they, like I said, they got teased. And, you know, now all of a sudden we're supposed to be this team that's supposed to be competing uh, for a playoff spot and winning the division. And, the, and it's a lot harder than, than people think or can imagine. To take, like I said, it is mostly done in baby steps. Unless you're Tom Brady, you go to Tampa Bay and you can lead them not just to the playoffs and Super Bowl Bowl, but win one. Right. In most instances, it takes gradual development. My worry, though, Jay, is depending on how this season goes, Kingsbury could be on a hot seat by the middle of October, November. And I hope they don't do anything rash. But say he doesn't either make he either doesn't make it through the season or he does, but then they can them because he didn't meet their expectations. Yeah. We're starting all over again in two twenty twenty two. So indeed. I know we're looking ahead, but I'm just I'm giving you the, the the evolution of things. How you know sometimes we can see them before they even get here. I got a <laughs> sneaky feeling, bro. I don't have no crystal ball or anything like that. I just have an idea. Uh, like I said, because of expectations. It's going to be one of, and we all know there's a reason why Kime went out there. He's been like, you know, just spending money like he just won the lottery. Yeah. And now it's all going to be on Kingsbury. It's like, what you going to do? It's your turn now, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of turns, so believe in the Arizona Cardinals. So that is, again, there, there are shows that are devoting, I'm sure that their entire show or hours upon hours to be, well, did you see game two? What if they win game one? What do you think about game two? If they lose game one, do you, what do you think about week two? What about week three? If they're two and oh, going into week three, what do you think about that? It, 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 yeah. It, take a deep breath. We'll, 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 we'll get to that when we get to it. But so eight and nine is what we think in terms of where, so in our too early to predict uh, prognostication, that's what we have. So you played tight end, believe in the Arizona Cardinals, you played tight end. And just besides that, the, to get to the NFL, to, to walk into that locker room, to, I don't care what, to be, to be a, a professional baseball player, to be, you know, to, to be given that opportunity, to earn that opportunity. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> there is a player by the name of Tim Tebow. We know that Jacksonville, they hired a, a certain Urban Meyer who coached Tim Tebow at University of Florida. Uh, Tim Tebow, widely regarded as one of the best uh, uh, college football players ever. I don't think that can be taken away from him at all. When he when he made it to the NFL, he was a quarterback, 
Some people would say he was one of the worst quarterbacks they had ever seen. People will point out the fact that they, when he was, uh, when he was on Denver, he was a first round draft pick, which was amazing to, to me at the time, but that he led them to the playoffs when he, he was able to start. And so he led them to the playoffs. And if you watch that, it's, you just, maybe it was something miraculous that was going on, but it wasn't based upon his skill set and his talent. And he never got another opportunity to start again. He played on the jets. I want to say he played, he was with the Patriot organization for a short while. People suggested that he should maybe switch positions switch positions, maybe be a tight end, maybe be a, maybe, maybe be on the defensive side of the ball, whatever it is, do something else. And he refused. So I'm saying all that to say that Tim Tebow is rumored to be to, it hasn't happened yet, but there's rumor, there's speculation that he will be signed as a tight end for the Jacksonville Jaguars uh, because he is, he reached out to urban Meyer and that's the, as the reports go and wants the opportunity to be able to, to, to lend some support and some help and create culture and everything for the Jacksonville Jaguars. I've said a lot already. I'm going to step back and let my man, Ed Smith speak on it. Here's the thing, bro. Tim Tebow, God bless him. I said, he, as college quarterback, he was one of the all-timers, you know, and that's a different level, you know. You There are a lot of dudes that succeed on that level, and they never sniff it or reach that at the highest level because right. then there's a reason why. Game is faster, more athletic, whole, you run down the list. Some of these college teams, like in Florida, like in Alabama, like you run down the list, they're playing competition that doesn't even match them. You know, so right. they, you know, you might have three or four or five games a year. When you get to the NFL, every week is a fight. I don't care who you're playing, whether it's Jacksonville, the Jets, or Kansas City, you know. So, you know, Tim Tebow got his shot. Um, I, I watched people who, well, he actually led a team to the playoffs, and he actually he even had a playoff win. And I was one of those dudes I used to watch out of curiosity. It was like almost like a car wreck. You can't turn your head when you're passing it. So anytime I had an opportunity to, to watch his game, I can tell you for a fact that Denver was winning despite him, not because of him. You look at his stats and how he was playing quarterback and the way they had to evolve their entire game plan just to make it something that he could actually simulate and win. This dude was throwing the ball six and seven and eight times a game, you know, Yes, and then they were winning because they ran the ball and because of that defense with Von Miller and all them dudes out there getting after it, right? Yep. So all that argument aside, here's the other thing. Once you are starting quarterback at any time in the National Football League, say you lose your job or just become irrelevant, there's a spot for backups throughout the league at all times. They always need a number two. Blake Bortolais just got signed by <laughs> the Green Bay Packers. That is yes. proof alone that if you have any semblance of talent and can take a snap and drop back and hand off or throw maybe 10 or 15 pass. If there's a place for Blake Bortolais in the NFL, then there should have been a spot for Tim Tebow if he had any talent at that position. But Speaking we know he moved on, in my opinion, went to baseball. Now, I did the exact opposite. I played baseball and then took my chance, you know, trying to make a second career at football. You talk about earning it, right? I earned my nine years of baseball 
as a minor leaguer before I decided to take a chance in the NFL. And how did you I, earn it in the I NFL? Earned, right, go ahead. I earned through every bump, bruise, and everything, everything you can imagine. Yes, sir. Every scrape, every, you know, playing through this. And, I, and nothing was ever given to me. I was probably the last dude to make rosters. I fought, clawed, you know, I would, like I said, if your mom was standing in front of me and, you know, because I never slapped my own mama. But if, <laughs> but if your mama was standing in front of me and they said, slap that woman, we'll give you a job, bro. I'd have been like, Jay, I'm so sorry. But, you know, when I look at what both MLB did for Tim Tebow by bringing him over and not just bringing him over, Jay, he got to AAA without having any ability to get be successful in single A and double A. They promote him all the way up to AAA, which is a travesty, right? Right. Then they finally decide, man, it's been a few years of this, you know, and he he graciously retires, right? Well, we all know that dude wasn't a, he should have never been in the first place. Then he decides, well, I'm going to call one of my homies. I got a couple favors still sitting out there. <laughs> now, Urban Meyer, shame on you. The fact that he even, I guess, I wouldn't say placated him, but tossed it out there because whenever something this bizarre comes about jay you know the best thing to do is let me test the waters real quick let's let's let everybody know what we're doing first and see what the backlash might be or how yeah. crazy people might think so they let it leak out and then he saw like for me i know dudes on that team on jacksonville would have been like and it might still happen but i can imagine dudes like wait a minute you're gonna bring who in here to do what when he has never proven – here's the thing. First off, it's an insult to anybody who's trying to play tight end in the NFL that this dude used to be a quarterback. Well, he's in the best shape of his life. We're just going to bring him in. You know how much skill and athleticism it takes, especially in this day and age when that position has evolved to what it is? Yeah. It's not just a blocking position anymore. It's not They don't just put big lime in there or small lime in there anymore as a cornerstone on the end of the line. You got to be able to block. You got to be able to run. You got to be able to read uh, on the fly, picking up coverages and knowing hots and this and that and the other thing. You know, this to to just assume that oh, you know, he's in the best shape of his life. And here's the other thing I love: he's the most determined guy in the world. You give him something, you challenge him with something. I guarantee you, Jay, challenge him away put him out there in a the uniform with a number 80 something on his jersey on his chest yeah dudes are going to take his neck and put it inside of his shoulder pads i'm telling you it is not as easy as they think and i'm actually insulted that and then the other thing i don't want to get too off, far from tangent here but the other thing is how many i mean you know some people are and i'm not gonna say he's never i don't know tim tebow right. i know what he's been through a, a good deal in his life and made a nice life for himself but there's a whole lot of dudes out there who've been scraping and scrimping like I tried to throughout my career that would take offense to the fact that, that well, we're going to give him a shot. Well, where's a shot for some other dude that probably earned it, who, who deserves it more? But we're right. going to give it to Tim Tebow, just like we're going to try to make, we're going to try to make him a big league baseball player, that type of thing. That's what offends me the most. And it's in two of my wheelhouses because I did play minor baseball for those years, did play in the NFL. So I'm watching this dude, and like I said, if you just gave every dude that looked like he was in the best shape of his life and he's a competitor and there's a whole lot of dudes at um, LA Fitness and, and uh, Mount Side <laughs> yeah. Fitness that should yeah. be playing on an NFL roster, at least giving a shot. You know, if that's yeah. the criteria, let's just call it what it is, man. I'm so tired of everybody trying to make a spot for this dude. 
Let him go drift off into the sunset. He's already got all the TV deals and, uh, you know. Uh, Speaking, I mean, you know, public speaker, all that. Public speaker. Let him go be good at that. Let's not get crazy with every chance we get. Hey, I bet you Tim would fit perfect in this. And let's, it's like, man, come on. That's just, to me, it's insulting. And I hope his, if they do give him that opportunity, I hope some dudes on that team are brave enough. And I know you'd be going to the head man himself, but I hope some of those leaders on that team let Urban Meyer know because Urban Meyer seems like one of those dudes. He's going to do what he want to do when he want to do it. Yep. And, and we all seen the mess he left. Uh, in Florida before he left there, and then he bails on Ohio State. And, and Jacksonville, you better watch out. This dude, I said at some point, you know, at least for me, he's already shown me his true colors. And if you're going to bring Team Tebow in there, up in this piece, you lost me for good. There you go. So that is how we do it here, I believe, in the Arizona Cardinals. On behalf of the one and only Ed Easy Smith, I am Javon J. Love Adams. And again, our way too early prediction by looking at this the schedule that everybody opened up as if it was Christmas morning, as Ed mentioned, <laughs> are, are both of we have uh, we are in sync here. Eight and nine is what we're is what we're thinking. Yeah, we'll see how that works. Somewhere in that area. Somewhere in that area. So we'll see. So again, on behalf of Ed Easy Smith, I'm Javon J. Love Adams, and we thank you for listening to Believe in the Arizona Cardinals, presented by Bet Online. And as we always like to say around this time, are you good? So next week, be easy out there. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.